it's hard to read the things where they start ripping apart your babies, but it is uh, is necessary to the process. <laughs> yeah, ripping apart babies is usually a necessary thing. <laughs> Well-met adventurers, my name is Lee. I'm Joe, and welcome to Mage Productions. So today we are talking to, uh, what is it, Lord of the Multiverse? I, I believe that's what he told us he, we needed to introduce him as, yeah. Lead designer of Lasers and Liches. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking to Chris. Hello, sir. How are you? Hi. I'm, I'm good. I'm very good. I'm um, exhausted. And uh, this is the most tiring vacation I've ever had. Uh, so uh, it's, it's good, though. It's, it's real good. How are you guys? Not bad. I, I think you're vacationing wrong, though. Like, yeah. vacation is supposed to yeah, be restful you... and rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, you're right. Yeah. You're 100% <laughs> on point. And I have done this totally wrong. Like, <laughs> Tisk tisk. I don't think vacation is the right word. I think hustling. Yeah, that, that sounds a lot better for what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I have worked more this week than I normally do at a real job during during that time because <laughs> I actually care about this, you know. Like, oh, that's fantastic. Um, so, I, I guess to give a little background, so Chris just launched his Kickstarter for Lasers and Liches. Yeah, yeah. The Retroverse, as you may know it from the Twitter hashtag. So, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Lasers and Liches is and what you have going on in your Kickstarter right now? Okay, so Lasers and Liches is uh, built for 5th edition. It is Saturday morning, the tabletop role-playing game. So when you woke up and you ate sugary cereal, watched cartoons, stayed in your pajamas, played with action figures, maybe played with some friends, so like last Saturday, um, that's the tabletop role-playing experience we're trying to bring uh, to you. So it's got all of this. It's heavily inspired by... Um, <clears throat> All sorts of media, um, fashion, trends, and things from the uh, late 70s up to the early 2000s. So that whole period when things were just kind of buck wild in a lot of ways, it was sort of the wild west when it came to what you could and could put on television and in movies and stuff. And so we got some really cool stuff out of it. I got some not great stuff but we got some really cool stuff and that's the cool stuff is what we're focusing on um so we have things that are sort of like uh uh sentai warriors which uh falls within like common rider and power rangers those those sorts of things heavily inspired by that we've got stuff that's like uh, uh a hollow knight which is just like a knight with some magic and also holograms are their big things so they can just summon weapons and armor and stuff out of thin air um and, and we've done some changes to the way the Hollow Knight works and given it some subclasses in this next wave of content that's going to go out. And I think people are going to be very happy with that because we've got some, we've got one that's basically just like a giant tank that can summon a ton of weapons and then also give those weapons out to their party members. So they're like a walking armory. Um, I think people will yes, super dig that. Um, I, that's so awesome. I, I need this in our game, Lee. <laughs> just, just That's so the you first know. thing I thought of. 
like this is perfect. That for is my Joe. spirit this animal D and D character right there. <laughs> <laughs> just like a walking armory. They've, they've just got all the weapons, and it's fine. Yes. Um, yeah. So they they definitely have that. There's the other one is the um, there's the soft light, which is very much like more magic focused. Can do some interesting stuff with uh, twisting magic. And there's the uh, actually the, that, and they also get like more powerful weapons. So they uh, they're more about flair and less about function so they can definitely get some some cool stuff and then the quantum light um which can make their uh, illusions real quote unquote with uh the use of uh their holograms to sort of augment that um so much so that they can actually mimic other spells from other classes that way so i think people will dig that one as well that one's going to be fun that one's going to be probably the one that needs the most balanced testing, but I think people will really dig it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That sounds that sounds right up my alley too. So uh, yeah, yeah. So we've done a yeah. lot of work. I know I went off sort of on a tangent on there, but like uh, our our whole thing is to make um, to, to take the things that you enjoyed, uh, usually from your childhood or, or somewhere around that era, and um, not just to throw them back at you and say, "Hey, remember how cool He Man was." But to build around the concepts of, for example, He-Man and and bring all of that stuff to you in a fresh and unique way um, that, again, is not just like, oh, yeah, we all like Sonic the Hedgehog, don't we? Um, <laughs> because it's, like, it's very easy to do references. And we've been asked a couple times, like, hey, is, do you have just like a reskin version of this? And we have a couple things like the fanny back pack of holding, which is, you know, in, in that vein. But for the most part we're not interested in doing just reskins because that's something you can do in 30 seconds on your own. Um, you know, if you wanted your magic missile to be a bunch of lasers, like you can totally do that. I don't need to write rules for that. You, you just did it there. That's all it took. They're lasers yeah. now. Right. Um, so that's, that's, uh, one of the things we, and I think that's the reason that people have really dug it is because, uh, once they get, they see the art, they see Uisa's art and they're like, oh, this is interesting. What is that? And then they start reading our stuff and they're like, oh, wow, this is more than I thought it would be. Um, and so I'm very happy with the response to the thing, the stuff that we've put out. Um, it's, it's super cool to see people liking our stuff. I don't really know how to explain that feeling. Uh, I, I definitely understand that. I mean, all the stuff that I've seen coming out is amazing and I'm a huge fan personally, but kind of beside that you've you have a release out right now i guess like a version one yeah up on dm's guild yeah so taking that and then comparing it to what you have or what you will be creating after your kickstarter ends um which was funded in 30 minutes yeah wow that was just <laughs> that in there holy cow yeah that is impressive i don't know man that was an that was a nuts experience because i went over to tweet about it and then came back and we'd already hit a thousand dollars it's like whoa this was i was gone for 30 seconds what happened (laughs) (laughs) it's it's good stuff yeah so but um what is the difference there so there's there's a lot between the first wave, even just between the first wave and the second wave of content, there's a, a, a huge bunch of changes and a lot of additions. So in the first wave, we had about 150 pages of content. 
Um, we had uh, four classes, but they were all very linear. There was no breaking up of them, and that's uh, that's because when we first started, we didn't really know if anybody would be interested in this stuff, so we just sort of built what, what we wanted. We weren't sure how far it would go, but uh, we definitely got the feedback of like, hey, I love this, where's the subclasses? <laughs> oh, I guess I'll build subclasses. Um, so the four that were released in the test, the first test wave uh, will be in the second test wave as well, but now they've all been broken up and have three subclasses. So like the, the Goringer has been changed to the Henshin, and now they have the Magic Mask, the Speed Mask, or the Power Mask. So you can play them in very different ways now. Um, we'll also be including two new classes, the Apogee and the Glitch Hunter. They're still very linear linear because we want people to break them into tiny bits and then we'll uh, we'll reassemble them into more fun stuff. Um, we've included the second bit of the uh, Warren's Grove adventure. So there's an adventure called Castle Indomitable and I haven't really talked about it much, but it's essentially based around the idea of a dead world so if you think about things like um oh the day of the dead uh dawn of the dead any, any of that sort of stuff where recovery is not really the story that you're trying to tell it's how do you survive in the last few days um and we've taken the idea of uh, the corruption uh, the mechanic in there and expanded it to basically an, an entire world so we've got a bunch of fun npcs for them to play around with a good like three-act structure for them to uh to tinker in um i think people will enjoy it because one of the the things we got from feedback from the first test wave was like hey there wasn't really a whole lot of role play opportunities and so with this one i'm like okay well i'm gonna make you cry and i hope you're ready for it <laughs> because that's my goal <laughs> <laughs> so my body is ready yeah it's it's gonna be fun i really hope people dig it because it is very much it is very role play heavy um as compared to the first one which was very much like hey here's a really dangerous dungeon let's go in there and, and find out why this Chuck E. cheese is possessed or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so Some questions shouldn't be answered yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as like straight content is concerned we have um just under 450 pages of content to release um and the first one was 150 so we have uh just about tripled it um so people i think will really be into that the final version you know once the kickstarter is all done i don't know exactly how long that will be because we're still kind of unlocking new content as we go. We're, as of recording, just under the funding for the Datamancer class, which will be a fun thing to design. I've basically just got a bunch of scratch notes on it so far. I don't have anything really worked out. So I'll be, uh, you know, making that happen as it, as it goes. And it'll probably be in the third test wave, which would be closer to like our finalized content. But... I'm shooting for, because we're releasing two PDFs, we're doing the Game Master's Beats and the uh, Player's Mix, and I'm shooting for at least 300 pages in both. Um, at 450, we're, we're getting there. We're close, you know? That, yeah, yeah, that's real close. <laughs> yeah. That's, 
Yeah, it's, there's a lot. There's been a, a ton of changes. We added um, a bunch of lore stuff about the world and how the how like um, the main planet within uh, the Retroverse works and how to design your own stuff around it. And I think people will really dig that because there's uh, there was definitely an outcry for a little bit more lore. Um, so we've added that. We've added some basic items like blasters and uh, you know laser swords, that sort of thing. People definitely wanted some of those. Um, we have increased the spell list. We've almost doubled the spell list. Uh, we have more than doubled the amount of items that were available. Um, it's just, it's just so much. There's just, it, it took me nearly a year that I was just sitting here writing for most of it, and so. This is the content that we have. We've got a bunch of dragons in there now. All those dragons that you wanted to know about. We don't have all of them. There's still two missing, but like we have a bunch. So have fun with the neon dragon. And the laser dragons are basically just uh, just dragon nerds. They just like to collect things like we do as nerds. So I've got a shelf full of nerd stuff. And so that's essentially what a laser dragon does. Have fun with that one. <laughs> Like they, they want memorabilia, they want old posters, they want pop figures, like that's yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's a ton, so I am oddly intrigued by everything you are saying right now. Like we have a tank class that I, I really need to play, and now I can play that with a lightsaber, basically. It's, yeah sure so totally. yeah yeah you could put on shades of uh, like uh, sunglasses of protection put them in your fanny pack of holding and ride your hoverboard right across the, the battlefield if you really wanted to <laughs> this is great This is, these, these are dumb things that people want so this is the dumb things that I make oh geez so <clears throat> for anyone out there that doesn't know what what exactly is lasers and liches like obviously it's it's your content but are are you talking about like completely homemade game is this like D 5e stuff is this pathfinder what so right now we're just fifth edition um I can't use the word D and D to describe anything for legal reasons, but we are fifth edition. So um, we have been asked a couple times, "Hey, do you want to build this in Pathfinder and a couple other things?" And we would love mm -hmm. to, um, but we got to finish the content sure. first, and then we'll go back and, and look at it. I don't really know Pathfinder all that well. I've played it multiple times, but I've never really run it, and I didn't. I haven't dug deep into it. It's a whole different system i mean works basically the same but it doesn't have the same uh treadmill that 5e does so there's definitely uh, a little bit more like oh yeah you got like a plus 92 to your roll don't worry <laughs> about it it's okay which you have to have that just to hit this goblin so uh, we 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 would love to dive into some other systems, but essentially what we're trying to make is something to where uh, you can take anything from your 
from the official fifth edition content or even third party stuff um, and throw it into our world or throw stuff from our world into your regular Tolkien fantasy world. And though it may look strange, it will work. Uh, it, w- it will not be broken. Like mechanically, it will still be sound. Um, and so that's the goal, and we're getting better at it. Uh, when we first started, definitely there were some, you know, things that, you know, when, when you run your own game at home, who cares? You balance it as you exactly. go. Uh, it's very different when you start designing for other people to play. Uh, so we've had... The, the beautiful thing is our game, the first test wave has been downloaded over 2,000 times. Um so since it's pay what you want like a, a lot of that has been free a few people have supported us which we really appreciate it helps keep us afloat um until we hit this kickstarter so uh that means that we have upwards of you know potentially upwards of two thousand people testing it um and looking at it and checking it and though i've seen a lot of people when they do testing they want to keep it very limited and they want to keep it small groups and and that makes a lot of sense if you're getting a lot of really heavy feedback for those groups but we wanted to try and see what happens when you don't do that and just put it out there for everybody (laughs) and it turns out everybody downloads it and then like one percent of them uh will email you but man those one percent are super detailed man they i have got dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of pages of notes from people and i've read through a good 85 percent of it and i'm still getting more stuff in and it's been very helpful it's hard to read the things where they start ripping apart your babies <laughs> but it is uh is necessary to the process yeah ripping apart babies is usually a necessary thing <laughs> yeah definitely yeah definitely, definitely keep the context <laughs> around that sentence though please no you take it out of that clip as our front yeah. as our little front oh thing. yeah we totally are that's definitely gonna draw some people <laughs> tearing apart babies is necessary lee Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quoted. Boom. <laughs> I, I, I'm putting it in the retroverse lore now. I feel like that's getting right. kind of right in there along that, you know, famous last words line. <laughs> I, I see this coming mm-hmm. very soon for you, buddy. Yeah, this is the end of it, guys. This is, you know, it's been nice knowing you. Last all. episode. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> so we, you've, you've talked about this world that you're, you've created and some of the races and classes and things that you could play. Um, is there going to be like a monster manual esque content along with all of this? Yeah, absolutely. So that will be in the game masters beats. Mm-hmm. If everything's unlocked in the, in the Kickstarter, we'll have over a hundred new monster. Well, monster stat blocks, I want to say, um, because I want to make sure that we at least hit that stat block number and then we'll see if we can actually make a hundred new monsters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've gotten, a, yeah. we got a ton in this, in this next test wave. I think the, the stat block number is like 80 plus. So we've got a ton, you know, you think about the one of the one dragon is like a wormling, a young, an adult and an ancient. So there's four, right? Um, 
it doesn't make it any less easy to design, but uh, I, I just want to make sure people know, like we're, we're shooting for like a hundred stat blocks. And I think we'll probably exceed that, especially because we're already at 80 something. So let's just keep going. Let's just, um, but yeah, there will definitely be a, uh, a monster compendium uh, within the game masters beats that just has, tons of cool stuff in there cheese slimes neon dragons um karma chameleons what are some other things that we've made um there's the pirathetti which is a yeti based off of the yeti from ski free um so it's super quick and will also consume you in like a half a second so we, we want people to oh, no. around with that um there's there's the the neo bandits which are like a take on a regular bandit, except they serve different clans. Um, and so we've got like clan rocket and uh, clan of the foot. And uh, there's the, the, the lost, which are sort of like vampiric in, in uh, a couple ways. So we're trying to create a bunch of fun stuff for people to play with definitely. But we also have some cool rules to go alongside that. So we have our, our shiny table which essentially if you come across an enemy and you're like, ah, this goblin, they're, they're just going to beat up these goblins again. What if we made them a little different? You just roll on the shiny table and it varies up those goblins. It takes like a minute of your time. And uh, then suddenly you have a team of yellow goblins that are faster than goblins you normally come across and also super cowardly. So that encounter is now within like a minute or so changed up a lot which means that people can dive into their other monster compendiums or monster manuals or anything like that and change up those monsters really quickly as well just using a bit of our rule set that's really cool actually <laughs> I mean, thank you thank you i love that you called it the shiny table I was Absolutely. just about to say, I love that it's a shiny table. Yeah, I love Pokemon. Like uh, that's, that, that's exactly yeah, what I, I was do. about to say. Like I'm, I'm big into Pokemon, Same. and oh, we're all about the shiny. Gotta find the shiny. Gotta find the shiny. I, I've got Absolutely. a shiny table now. Screw it. I'm good. Yeah, just, just do it. And we do have. Um, a creature capture container, um, which I think people will really start digging because it's a, it's a consumable item that you can attune to, and you could potentially capture a friend and then command them around. Um, it's some sort of animal-like creature. They could maybe learn four moves or so. <laughs> these, are, these are things you could do. Hmm. I'm just making the game that I want to play. Basically. I'm so excited. Yeah. I no. can't wait. But okay. So there's a piece of art that is probably one of my favorite pieces of art that I have ever seen. Uh, the laser corgi. <laughs> yes. Laser, laser corgis are in the game. So, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, uh, they're dogs. And when they bark, they bark a laser. So, uh, so te it, technically they are in the game, they're called laser pups because, uh, even though the art is a laser corgi, we wanted to make sure that if you wanted a, a little wiener dog to also shoot out a laser, you could also do that. It's no problem. It's literally just a template swap if you want. Um, 
so we we have that and the laser corgi was just a dumb joke that we were making which honestly is how all of this stuff starts (laughs) uh it really is it's it's all a joke and then you're like oh wait yeah i mean that was literally it like we wrote some lore and then someone was like hey can i buy this okay sure i guess we'll get started um so the laser corgi as it as it stands is uh is is always a pup is always a puppy because of like how their lore and stuff works so they'll never grow old and they'll always just be this cute little laser blasting uh terror um you can, I think I'm pretty sure I've put their CR low enough that you can change into them as a druid or you can have them as a companion. I don't think they're quite low enough for a wizard's familiar, but uh, you know, if you stretch the rules a little <laughs> bit, you might be able to get that if you want. Mm. Also, they're a playable race now because on the first day we uh, we wanted to say, hey, if we are we if if we're funded on day one. We will make a subspecies of the Wonari that is based off the Laser Corgi. So you can play as them if you want. I don't even know what we're going to call that subspecies, but I think people really wanted that. So (laughs) I want that. Mm -hmm. I want that. I, I really didn't expect this to be funded in 30 minutes. I thought it would take like the full day and we would just sort of just eke in under 24 hours mm-hmm. or something like that. So I was like, yeah, this will be a good incentive to get people to jump in on day one. But we didn't, we did we didn't need it. Um, apparently they jumped, man. Yeah. They jumped. I jumped. Thank I was you. there. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. People were racing for the first spot, which was weird, like a super cool, but also what, why, huh? What? Okay. <laughs> Sure. Oh, now I'm curious what number I am. Mm. Yeah, you, I, I don't know how you check, but you can go check. I don't either. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. People are like, I got there 30 seconds after it opened, and I was number 80. So I don't know how anyone else did that. Wow. Oh no, man. Well done. Yeah. I applaud you. Seriously impressive. Thank you. I I super appreciate that. It's been uh, it's. It's been a wild couple of days. <laughs> I don't doubt that one bit. Yeah. Just uh, those first few days, just trying to keep up with the updates. Like, oh, we unlocked this and this and this. And oh, oh Lord, I, I thought this would take like three or four days at least. I thought I'd have some time to write an actual update. Now I'm like cramming in front of my computer. Like, oh, I've got, I, I guess we got an update. <laughs> um, <laughs> where's the art, Luis? I need you to draw a robot right now. <laughs> Oh, man. So, how long have you been working on Lasers and Liches? Like, from from concept to now? I'd like to say that I've been working on it all my life. You know, you really think about <laughs> everything that goes into your project is really just a summation of your life experiences. But in in real terms, I've been working on it for about a year and a half now. Um, which is insane because I've never worked on any project ever this long, <laughs> ever, nothing. I've never done anything like this uh, that, that has taken this long. Um, you know, I've, I've undertaken some fun projects. I used to write about video games and sometimes those would take like a month or two to get everything right. Uh, but <sighs> nothing like this. Um, 
we did not we, we didn't expect people it to resonate quite as hard as it did with people what we really thought is that we would um we would just make like a class or two or even just a subclass and maybe like a small adventure or something and yeah people people probably be into this neon aesthetic you know people were really into this neon aesthetic and so like all of the joke tweets I did initially about what we could include in here, everyone's like, no, I need all of those things. I need every single one of those things that you mentioned. Um, and I, I need them as soon as you can possibly do them. And so we just got to work. Um, and and the, fun, the interesting thing is I have a bunch of stuff in like my scratch notes of there are things that I wrote a year ago and sometimes I'm just getting back around to them. Like, okay, well, I people did ask for the, this this uh, specific type of ooze or something like that. Like, I, okay, I, I guess it's finally time to write it. So I wish that I could say that I'm like sitting here always just coming up with new ideas and fresh stuff. And like, sometimes that happens, but there's a good chunk of time that like, I just dig back into stuff that I wrote six months, a year ago. And I'm like, well, it's time to make this now because I didn't have time earlier. <laughs> Uh, and uh, that's that's really cool that people have, res uh, have, have uh, that they resonated with it so hard, and that's the only reason we've continued to push with it and and work with it so much is because people respond and they say, "Hey, I like this. You can do you have this? Do you have that? I guess we could. It's no problem. It's it's very much a community made game in that way, and that like we've taken a lot of requests and we've tried to build in things that people will enjoy." Um, without just again making it where like oh we all love Mario I know so let's just put Mario in there like that's not gonna that, that's not <laughs> the great way to design the game right it's not the same yeah I mean references we, we've written we've written about this before but like references are easy and we don't just want to make a bunch of easy stuff stuff that you could do in your own in two or three minutes you know right exactly well, that's amazing. And really, congratulations again on the Kickstarter and it being so successful already. I can't wait to see how far it goes. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's it's fun to talk about my baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we we had you on. You were one of our first guests ever. And that was super amazing way back when, when we first started here. <laughs> Yeah, when we um, the, was that when we tried that first Kickstarter, and then was like, I, ooh, Chris, you really screwed up some. <laughs> I rolled a nat, I rolled a nat one on one specific thing, and then like a six on a couple other things, and uh, so we had to come back and try it again. There you go. You got twenties now, man. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like it. You know, high seventeens yeah. at least. <laughs> at least it's passing mm -hmm. regardless so yeah. really in the end yeah dirty 20s <laughs> like yeah yeah but you add your modifier and it's it's 20 it's okay yeah so where can people find you find more about lasers and liches and get in on this super sweet kickstarter so if you go to lasersandliches.com, um, they're literally right at the top. It's like, hey, the Kickstarter's here. So click that button. Um, you can find out more if you go to Twitter at Lasers and Liches. We also have a Facebook page. I think it's Lasers and Liches, but I don't really know what the URL for that is because I'm bad at Facebook. And Facebook is bad <laughs> at me too. So I, I don't blame you there. 
Yeah. yeah uh, no. Twitter is yeah, really no. where I live. So um, the at Lasers and Liches, you can hit me at at Snicklesocks, S-N-I-C-K-E-L-S-O-X. And uh, I'm, like I say, I live there. I'm always there. Um, when people tweet at me, I usually respond within just a few minutes to try and keep up with everybody. Because otherwise awesome. I get buried and I can't <laughs> see anything. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know you it. do. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Cool. Well, thank you again so much. I'm excited. Uh, I'm yeah. excited, too. We'll see where it goes. I, I definitely have to check this out now. And if you have not checked it out, go do it. Because, I mean, this is I mean, this is like every 80s, 90s kids dream playground here from what I'm hearing. So. That's really laser what we're trying to make. Corgis. Yeah. <laughs> laser and corgis. Laser corgis. I do, I do want to point out that uh, the people that back us at at least the tester tier, once the thing finishes, um, within 30 days, I'll be sending out that uh, that PDF that's over 400 pages long of content to people. So it's not like you got to wait for the full thing to be done. All you got to do is come back us a little bit and you'll get some stuff to play with really quickly and then we'll keep on working on it keep on working on it. it'll it be about a year or so until we're completely done and then you'll get that but uh in the meantime you don't have to wait you don't have to wait you play your game now that, that's even better yeah. that's that's more reason right there to go check it out yeah. it really is Beautiful. awesome well thank you chris this was awesome ah yes <laughs> lasers and liches yes. thanks guys if you would like to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at mage underscore podcast or check out our website, mageproductions.com. On the website, we have free resources to help you with your game as well as cool things that you can purchase to help support our show, including original mage adventures set in our homebrew world. Or if you just want to tell other people how much you love the show and that they should listen, uh, you can leave us a five-star review. Go and review us wherever you get your podcast from. We really love to see those and read what you think. And we would like to give a huge shout-out to our partners and sponsors for all the awesome people that help us bring you this show. First off, Hit Dice. Hit Dice. Hit Dice. Check them out at HitDicePod.com and on Twitter at HitDicePod. HitDice is a meticulously edited, real play, 5th edition D&D podcast that has amazing audio, a super fun cast. So if you haven't listened yet, you should. Also, Kraken Dice, some of the best dice around. Uh, if you're looking for some awesome new dice... You don't have to look any further. Just just go check them out. Krakendice.com. Um, you can also follow them on Twitter at Krakendice so that you can keep track of when they are going to release new dice uh, because some of them sell out stupidly quick. And if you don't get them, you just don't get them. So go check them out there. And then when you find your dice that you have to have, use the, the code MAGE. And get yourself 10% off because who doesn't like 10% off? Just keep in mind, you can not use that with any other discounts. So, you know, pick whichever one makes more sense for you. 
And of course, last but not least, SoNerdware.com, a place to find fun clothing and accessories tailored for tabletop geeks and nerds everywhere. They're also on Twitter at SoNerdware. They, um, they've really stepped up the entire game for us. They now host all of our swag, so you can get t-shirts, stickers, mugs, cups, uh, what they have like phone cases, mouse and pads, mouse pads, and speakers and sweatshirts. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really absolutely fantastic. So you can go to sonerdware.com and search for Mage Productions to find all of our cool swag. And then once you find everything and put it all in your cart, you can use code Mage to get ten percent off your entire order. Check them out. Check them out. Anything else? I don't know. I, I think we, we actually got it all that time. It helps when you write things down. It does. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs>